Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When the red, red robin comes bum, bum, bumming along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his hole. So, yesterday's game, a pretty meaningless affair, eh? I think you'll have a hard job convincing Charlton fans of that. Good evening, this is Charlton Live. Charlton Live. Yeah, good evening, everybody. This is Charlton Live. My name's Terry Smith, uh, standing in for... Uh, Louis Mendes is schmoozing at Wembley, I believe. Outrageous. Uh, and but joining me in the studio, we're going to do this anyway, uh, and joining me in the studio uh, for what promises to be a lively night, I suspect, uh, is uh, Lewis Catt and Tom Wallet. Evening, gents. Evening, Hi, Terry. Terry. How are we all? All right. Not bad. Yeah. And of course, we want you to join us as well. We want you to be part of this, uh, uh, what promises to be an epic event, uh, or not. But uh, yeah, please do. Uh, usual uh, contact details apply. You can uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, Charlton Live, at Charlton Live, if you'd be so kind. Or studio at chartonlive.co.uk for, uh, for the emails. Please do so, and, uh, and we'll read them out. We've got a few already, which we will go through. Uh, but I suppose, gentlemen, there was a game going on yesterday. Was there? <laughs> well, apparently so. <laughs> Just about. Uh, that um, that uh, I struggle to comment on, if I'm honest, <laughs> commentate on, uh, with all the, all the else that was going on. But... Um, I mean, in terms of a football match, it was a fairly meaningless affair, unless you're a Brighton fan, obviously. 
But um, I think we did the, the decent thing and allowed them to absolutely tonk us, which, uh, <laughs> which, uh, which was, uh, which you know, to be fair, we've been doing it all season, but uh, it's nice to know we continue the vein. Yeah, well, we gave ourselves a seven-minute head start, didn't we, by not playing at all. And then as soon as it kicked off, that was it. We were 1-0 down. But uh, given how they helped us out pre- and post-game, I think it was fair to give them the three points, seeing as they've still got something to play for. Our Achilles heel, uh, dead ball situations, came back to haunt us yet again. Um, and... Uh, you'll hear from uh, Jose Riga's interview in a minute and a little bit from Marco Motta as well that uh, I, I asked them did the, the, the delay the seven minute and a half delay you know, didn't, we, we just didn't switch back on again or, or, or was, it, um, was it something more serious than, you know, <laughs> was that the reason he said um, potentially possibly but uh, no we should still say for just you know, mistakes in, uh, in key times which, uh, which again how many times um, somebody did a stat about how many times we conceded from uh, from uh, dead ball situations and uh, it's, it's over it's 20 scary, now, I think yeah. yeah it's just just too much um, yeah it's something you should be able to practice as well and I think I haven't heard the interview but obviously we'll listen to it in a bit but I think we did just switch off because you could see him sort of passing it around trying to keep warm and but Brighton were alert enough to, to play on and, and we obviously weren't fell asleep and it was just such a simple goal to get things started and yeah it was a bit of a meaningless game after that really well, potentially it was a fairly meaningless game for us. Anyway, yeah. but, I, mean, I think also for the second one, I, I do believe we switched off twice. Uh, well, probably yeah. more than twice, generally. Yeah. But um, after we scored, we seemed to switch off again. Uh, and that, again, is, is something that we've done before, where uh, we sort of think, I don't, I don't know, you know you're, you're, you're second-guessing a little bit, but you, uh, uh, you think, well, we've got back in the game, let's just relax a bit. You know, We've done the hard bit, now we can coast a bit, and, then, and that don't work, you just can't do it. We never seem to do it, do we? It seems every single week we, I don't know, it's defensively we're just not great, are we? <laughs> like at all. Um, we have been, we've been better, but I mean, like I say, unlike you said yesterday, I was completely distracted. <laughs> but yeah. I, I could have been any score, I wouldn't know. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was ridiculous. Being relegated Tuesday as well, they've not even had a full week to recover, so I'm sure it's still playing on some of their minds. I'm not saying that that's an excuse at all. But obviously coming out home game, as I say, pretty much meaningless for the players because they know they're already down. A lot of them, I would suspect, think they're already off. You know, it's going to be difficult for them to get motivated. You'd hope they'd have professional pride, obviously, but those little lapses in concentration are going to be much more frequent when they already know that there's perhaps nothing to play for. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a genuine point as well. I mean, we, we heard all the, the noises from after the Bolton game, and I'm sure uh, the Bolton game has been covered in the, in the Thursday podcast, so probably no need to, to go over the coals again. But, I mean, I was always, um, uh, always have been, probably generally always will be a, a glass uh, half-full merchant, uh, and while there's life, there's hope and all that malarkey. Mm. So there was still that... Uh, I was still looking around at other fixtures, thinking, well, how can we... If we yeah. win here and yeah. they lose... You know, I was doing all that as... Uh, because I'm an idiot, but um, the the, um, uh, the the Bolton one, and do you know the strange thing is, I think I, I probably knew within about 15 minutes of that Bolton game what was going that, that nothing was going to happen because there was just no spark at all. I mean, it was just yeah. so flat. I think uh, I sort of pictured the scene actually of just a, the Tuesday night in Bolton where they're already down and we're basically down and there's no one in the stadium and you can just imagine that nil nil was on the cards yeah. from the very off <laughs> so yeah. and 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 yeah. as it proved and and, <laughs> yeah. and it was a bit of that so you 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 had this sort of hope rather than expectation that, that we'd start on fire we'd start on on you know really up for it and mm-hmm. you know even to continue to fight to to the saturday just to give us uh, again to give fans i suppose give uh, give people a, a little bit of hope which which you know is the bit mm-hmm. that kills you but um just something but there, you know and i suppose uh, if anything that sums up the season that uh, when it really mattered when you, you know when you when you think the chips are down and you really got to put it in 
nobody did. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I guess you played the, the Jacko interview. Uh, yeah, did, yeah. I might do that again because uh, it, I think it bears repeating. Yeah, definitely. Um, that um, the honesty of the man, um, and regrettably, it seems, and we'll talk about this later. The uh, the player's honesty might have come back to bite me in the backside, which we'll <laughs> which we'll discuss later. But um, uh, we have to, I suppose, we'll trawl through uh, just a few interviews we took. We uh, we haven't got the highlights since probably as well. Um, although I'd like to have uh, uh, cut and pasted quite uh, the the, uh, the um, <laughs> protest bits. Uh, but um, we're having trouble recording at the minute. The um, the studio um, down here, something uh, something changed. We 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 used to be able to record no problem, and now we can't. So we've got to get the techie people in. Uh, so we might have to do that in the off season rather than uh, between now and then. So hopefully we'll sort it out. So no highlights, I'm afraid. We're uh, we're working on it. I promise. But um, Jose Riga came into the studio and talked to me uh, after the game, and these are his thoughts. No, they're not. I'll pass. These are his thoughts. <laughs> John by Jose Riga in the studio after uh, home defeat to, to Brighton this afternoon, and uh, uh, I think I mentioned after the Bolton game, Jose, that uh, you know part of the, the tough work now is to try and pick players up into into games that ultimately won't affect our, our position or our, our, our the outcome of the season. Uh, was that the, the case today, or were we just beaten by a better side, basically? No, no. If if I see well this game, I think I, I saw the game as it has to be seen. Uh, it's the start who put us in troubles. I mean, the start was the worst one you can you can have, of course, by conceding the goal uh, after two minutes. Uh, so, yeah, it makes the thing more difficult. But after that, it's certainly in the second half, I saw again a team competing with with one of the best of the championship, and even with the the, the mindset uh, completely different between. Of course, what can be the mindset of the players and, and the, the sphere and everything. I saw a team playing well at some moment of the game and really, really consistent. Again, this kind of opponent, we don't have to forget that Brighton was, was unbeaten, I think, around 11 games. And, and you see the last result of Brighton, again, good team, 4-0, sometimes 5. And so, no, I think... I think of course, when you start in this way, and I want to forget the last one because, you know, the last one that we concede is the moment when you want to push to, 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 to get a good result. So, of course, you can be punished, and that's what, what we were. But between this, uh, I think we were really consistent. Do you think we were caught cold um, because, uh, obviously, the game held up uh, by a good seven minutes uh, with the protest uh, at the start, and, and they scored virtually... Uh, not almost straight away, but not far off straight away after the restart. Were we caught a bit on uh, 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 with a lack of concentration, possibly? Yeah, it, it, you can imagine that it cannot help. But but we know it's not the first time. So for me, there is no real excuse why why Brighton was concentrated and, and not not us. So no, no. I repeat, it doesn't help. But that's not the only reason. Um, and if it is. Uh, I mean, it's stupid because we 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 knew before the the game that something like that can happen again. So, no, there is no reason to say that it's because I don't want to find excuse. The equaliser came after <coughs> uh, you mentioned that we you know we get get back getting back into the game. We played some good attacking moves both sides, uh, but yeah. specifically down the left. Uh, a great move for the goal, uh, which uh, which Goodmanson finished well. Could have then. Um, uh, um, 
probably needed to hang on to the to the lead a bit longer. Uh, yeah, of course, that's a problem. I mean, we concede just after, and this is this is certainly uh, something who has to do also with the the, the, the spirit and then. But um, yeah, we 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 know that uh, after a goal score or concede, it, there is also a moment of emotion that we have to control. Uh, we have to be more more consistent, and we were not. So of course, uh, you 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 come back in the game, and you don't have time, let's say, to uh, to be really consistent. So yeah, 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 yeah. The the first and the second, of course, kill us. The in, the um, substitutions you made were were they most apart from obviously at the end uh, Yaya Sanogo <coughs> were they other other than that were they tactical and talking about Yaya how is how is he is, an, is it a bad injury Yeah it's it's, it's, it's the worst story um, of this game also um, Yeah I, I hope it's not a, a, a bad bad injury uh, it's just uh, the, the previous one and we're thinking that he was able to manage uh, thirty minutes or. 25 that's why he start on the bench but unfortunately not so i hope just that um yeah it's not um uh, we we were taking him out of the pitch at time let's say and so again we will assess for 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 the last game but without of course uh taking any risk and uh two games left um still only a uh, bit pretty much pride to play for same same job again to try and pick the uh, the team up to, to to try and put in a a couple of performances yeah i think i think again you know there are many reasons uh, for for um not really doing our job but there is no one good reason i mean t- in my opinion so again we have to do our job until the end we have to show that we are professional it's unfortunately part of of I mean, relegation, even if it's the first time, it's unfortunately part of our job. It can happen. And so for the rest, uh, we have many reasons to, to show us individually and collectively and to do our job. Well, Leeds away next week. Probably uh, there's nothing on the game for either side, but uh, our last home game, of course, has got uh, we've got Burnley, who potentially also could come here needing a win. Uh, so um, we've got to stay honest, I suppose, for the sake of the league, for, for the final fixture at least. Yeah, um, we we knew also that um, part of our, of our last end game <laughs> we will face the best team of the championship. So again, uh, it seemed to be written. I mean, the story before. That's why I, I come back always to this kind of of explanation. But um, yeah, it, you know, at the end of the day, you prefer sometimes playing this kind of team that another one. So we'll see what can be the situation before the last game. And first of all, we have to, to be present for the game of Leeds, first of all. Understood. Well, uh, hard result today. Uh, um, bad luck, but uh, good luck uh, for, for the next two, as, uh, especially at Saturday. And uh, thanks for coming in to speak to us. Thank you, you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Jose Riga uh, on his thoughts regarding uh, the, the defeat to Brighton yesterday. And, uh, he, you know, interviews like that are tough. Because um, you know he's a genuinely nice fella, uh, Jose Riga. Um, but I think uh, I, I think regardless of the position we're in, I don't think any manager could be hundred percent honest. In, do you know what I mean? In that situation, whereby mm. he's going to come out and say, "Yeah, actually, uh, the players are already on the beach. They're not. <laughs> they're nothing to play for. So uh, we were on a hiding to nothing. That type of thing." Yeah, uh, he's never going to say that. Nah, I think we, we just touched it off there, there, didn't we? You said you you know you it's a tough interview for you to have to do. He doesn't really want to have to do it. The players clearly, they know there isn't anything to play for because we are down. A lot of them might know they're going. It's just that period of the season now we've just got to get through because 
chances are in the week he's his future's been decided a lot of the players will be knowing or thinking about their futures and we just need to get to the summer and start reorganizing this club again really because the last two games aren't going to tell us anything we don't know already other than if we perhaps give a few youth players a chance and perhaps start to look to it next season but that's that's really all I did ask him that actually last week, as I remember, yeah. um, whether or not uh, it'd be uh, on Tuesday night. Whether he thinks that you know, because three games now were down, uh, would he play uh, more youth players, or does he have more of a responsibility to the likes of the league? When you consider we're playing Brighton and and Burnley, uh, does he owe it to the league to put in his strongest side possible? Um, but on the other end, that strongest side possible hasn't done much anyway. So yeah. uh, <laughs> nobody can accuse us of giving uh, results away because uh, we've been doing it anyway. Yeah, I think obviously we need a side that can, can compete. And, and play those teams but at the same time you look at the the fry period of the season he was playing a lot of youth team players through necessity and we were you know okay we were losing a lot of games then as well but they were playing in this league so I don't think anyone could argue that we can't we can't play them now if that's what we choose to do but um, yeah it doesn't look like he's doing that so far we'll have to see obviously well, leads, a, fair, leads a, away, but. a fair proportion of the uh, the ones you would you would expect to uh, to come into the side are out on loan anyway I suppose so, yeah, that's and, true. and you can't really call him back because that's not fair probably on the, on the clubs they're with yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's it is there's going to be such an overhaul in the summer that you can't even bring fringe players in to prepare them for next season because you have no idea out of that squad who is going to be here like there, is, there are so many people that you can't picture well there's a there's, I mean I think that's a question for, for, for people listening now the listeners uh, listening now and we, we, we might do this over the next two or three weeks we've got two more two more to go next week's going to be a strange one I just uh, we're not sure exactly how we're going to play this because um, obviously it's the player of the year um, occasion now normally we go up there and, uh, and, and have a reasonable time with the players there's there's a part of me that's not sure I want to do any of that, but you know, obviously we're uh, we're we're sort of beholden to to try and get some feedback from the players, uh, as they did in the sponsors. And I think they'll probably be a bit, they might be a bit, might be a bit more guarded on this occasion. Uh, but um, it, I think um, you know, I don't particularly want to broadcast while they're all having a nice free course, you know, four course meal or free course meal, because I think that uh, that might irk supporters a bit, and I don't don't particularly want to be involved in doing that. But I think what we might do is have a, do a, a, a podcasted show. Um, up there, um, and then only sort of uh, do a recordings when all that you know of the crucial bits like the vote and the uh, and the interviews, yeah. mm. rather than of them munching on a Viennetta or something. <laughs> um, so that's what we might do. And then of course we got the last one of the uh, of the uh, the season, which is uh, after the uh, home game against Burnley on the Sunday. And I think we might just have a party. Yeah, yeah. why not? I'll, I'll bring I'll bring the um, I'll bring the custard creams, uh, and we'll just uh, we'll just have a bit of a laugh. But one of the questions I'd, I think might be uh, prudent is. Who out of this current squad? I mean, not not necessarily who you think is going to be here because they'll probably just up and pack their bags anyway, but who do you think we should keep and are capable mm. of performing in League One? Because um, I think there probably are some players that we've got that um, it'll be a bit of a culture shock and they're not going to be quite aware of, of how difficult that league is. Yeah, well, we've got such a such a sort of weird blend at the moment. We've got a lot of youth players who've obviously come through our academy. Then we've got a group of players who've been invested from overseas that are in a lot of people's opinion and sort of been proven throughout the season not good enough at championship level and then we've got that sort of top level of players where you know the likes of Fetikele, Goodmanson, Kashi perhaps in periods, Diara who are perhaps you know not going to be prepared to make the step down so it's really looking at each of those categories looking at who we want to keep and who realistically we think we can but like Lewis says, uh, I think we're gonna our squad's gonna be picked apart over the summer because I think a lot of people aren't gonna be happy to drop down another level. So 
it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But let us know your thoughts. Who do you think, regardless of whether you think they'll go or not, who do you think might actually do a job in League One? What uh, what we'll probably do now is uh, is play the um, interview. It's it's only it's a, it's a four minute thing uh, with Marco Motto who came into the studio while um, Chris Hooten was doing his thing in the main room. So I just grabbed him to uh, to have a little chat, and we'll we'll do that, and then. That'll pretty much be the game out of the way, uh, and then we'll go through your emails and tweets and uh, and discuss um, the main reason for uh, for yesterday being as um, uh, as high profile as it was. This is Marco Motta. Joined in the studio uh, by Marco Motta after a disappointing result again. Uh, Marco, um, how difficult is is it to get up for, as a professional for a game uh, such as this? Uh, Brighton have got a lot to play for. We pretty much didn't. Um, how difficult is it to get motivated for for a game like today? Yeah, I think. Uh Personally, it's not it's not about motivate, but uh, unfortunately, I'm not happy because uh, t- today we lose and uh, also we, we we go down and uh, it's not simple situation. But uh, I'm professional. We are we are professional. We need to put uh, on the pitch in the pitch two hundred percent every game, uh, and uh, I don't think about the situation about outside because I think everyone. In, in Charlton, uh, the fans, me, everyone work for Charlton. Or, or our fans are not happy. It's normal because the the situation are not good. The the first goal for Brighton came today after after a, a quite a lengthy stoppage because of the beach balls and the balloons, etc. And, and and their goal came fairly quickly after that. Did we get caught a bit cold and and uh, a little bit uh, missing concentration because uh, because of the stoppage? Personally, personally, no. Personally, no, because uh, I repeat, I I'm professional. Uh, I, I need to, uh, I need to, um, I, I need to are uh, is ready, you know, uh, when when I play because uh, I need I need to to make uh, my work, and uh, but uh, <coughs> I repeat, uh, the situation uh, was very strange, and uh, unfortunately we. <coughs> we took the goal uh, after uh, I don't know one, one minute, uh, but uh, we we need to to think uh, about next game. Unfortunately, this is, this is football. Uh, yeah, we've got two games left. Obviously, onto onto Leeds yeah. the next one, and then our final game at home. Uh, let's leave the, the maybe the football aside just for a second. Uh, you've come to us in a fairly difficult position as a club, but uh, despite that, have you enjoyed your time here at Charlton? And just sorry, have you enjoyed your time here at Charlton? Have you had yeah, a good yeah, time yeah, despite yeah. the football? <laughs> yeah, I when, when I when I arrive uh, here, I I believe two hundred percent about the about uh, about the squad. Uh, I I thought uh, we 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 can stay up, but uh, unfortunately the result don't 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 go in in a, in a correct way, and but <coughs> I. I was. Uh, I'm, I'm happy. I arrive here. Not not about the result, but uh, every everyone here, the fans, uh, uh, put me in in a in, in a good condition for uh, for make it work. Uh, we scored a good goal. Uh, getting back to the game today um, to get back into the game. Do you think if we'd have uh, held out a bit longer, uh, or, or you know, we conceded a goal very quickly after after uh, getting back after into the game our, after our, our goal. goal? Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, the, the pitch uh, <laughs> speaks on time because uh, the Brighton is in different position uh, on the table and uh, is normal. They they have quality, but. Uh, yeah, probably is too much quickly, 
uh, after our well goal uh, and uh, the game changed again and uh, after that we 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 tried to to score another goal for for draw but Unfortunately, the, the Brighton scored one goal again. Just to confirm, uh, <coughs> there was a, a, a substitution where, where the manager uh, brought yourself off. Is everything okay? It was a tactical move, not a not an injury. Yeah, no, no, no injury. I'm uh, I'm okay. Uh, every, it's normal. <laughs> I won't play every match. I won't play ninety-five minutes, one hundred minutes every match. But I respect uh, a lot the the gaffer and, and the decision, and uh, I I. I go out. I went out, but uh, not for uh, for my for my problem, not for injury, for uh, for uh, him the chisholm. Well, that's good news. Uh, thank you for joining. It's always difficult to come and talk to to the media and us uh, uh, after a defeat. So I appreciate you coming. Oh in, no, I, I'm professional. I'm a, I'm a man. Is uh, is normal. Is uh, is a, a part of my job. I appreciate it anyway. Thank Thanks, you. Marco. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> What do you think about his shot? No, he tees up Lookman into the penalty area. And there's number four. And a moment of Lookman back in the team, back on the pitch and back on the score sheet. Yes, you most certainly are. <laughs> They're probably the <laughs> loudest mascots we had, I think, uh, <laughs> yesterday. Uh, there we go. Even the Brighton guy gave a uh, gave a gave a decent shift in it. Uh, although he did, I watched him. He mouthed the Charlton bit, which is really quite funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, right, guys, that was. Uh, we'll, we'll probably leave the. We've got plenty of uh, tweets and emails in. Uh, a few tweets already uh, that have that have flown in. Uh, first one from Stephen Reader. Must say. Uh, time also for Riga to go. Too much back passing. Harriet down the middle instead of Lookman. Clueless substitutions. That's Stephen. Cheers, mate. Uh, further on from that, Peter Pierce missed the game Saturday. I bet it was a belter. Uh, looking forward to Charlton Live Review. I know it'll be another 10 out of 10. I appreciate that, mate. But um, as for the belter, hmm, um, the, the, the peripheral stuff was. I'm not sure about the game itself. First half, first half was really, really dreary. Second half picked up a bit, but still nothing, nothing to write home about. I I, do you know? I mean, I, I said we wouldn't talk about the game. I mean, I think what it clearly shows is, is just how um, frustrating um, this season's been. Because uh, you know, all right, uh, the last goal I think you can discount a bit, uh, and Joseph yeah. said pretty much as well. I, I didn't, still didn't think it was a penalty. I think he, he, he rolled over. But um, up to that point, apart from a couple of uh, of our mistakes, we, we you know again we competed with a team that was at the top of the table, and it's, it's fine margins, isn't it? I mean, when you, when you consider that uh, you know we narrowly lost to QPR. Uh, and um, we haven't managed. Um, when we're bad, we're pretty poor, yeah. uh, uh, and looking at Bolton and, and the like. But <clears throat> you know, with this squad, um, it, it only needs what two players probably to then yeah. become uh, possibly even, even with, with, maybe with Cashy back uh, a top, certainly a top ten side. I've said through the majority of this season that we've got eight or nine players there that are easily a top half Championship side. It's the problem is that we haven't had a squad big enough to cope with it, and we haven't had all of those eight or nine players fit for long enough in the season and yeah I think there are a lot of games this season that have proven that you look at the games like okay Borough were were a bit poor when we played them but they're still fighting for the title and we've managed to beat them 2-0 but 
yesterday was one of those games where Brighton needed to win it and we had nothing to play for. They got an early goal and that really set the tone because they could just sit back and defend that lead. We couldn't really break through. And then, as I say, it was only once you know those couple of goals went in early in the second half that it livened up a bit. I thought we showed how we could break them down, but I mean, it was a, a, we, we threatened it just moments before, uh, before we actually scored, especially yeah. down the left-hand side. Lookman being as, as good as he is mm. was the uh, architect. Uh, Cousins chipping in as well with the cross. Um, and then, um, as I say, we just as soon as we scored, we just whew, yeah. phew, glad that's over with, <laughs> and uh, and just let them score at the other end. Still, there we go. As I say, it was all uh, all pretty secondary to everything else that was going on. Uh, Danny Allen, um, uh, I think that's a, a well tweeted him saying with a hashtag Roland in. Uh, good answer from Lewis. Though. Uh, well done, mate. Um, uh, TFT double seven nine seven is a problem loading page, but no, no, he says now it's working. His legendary computer skills have, uh, have sorted it out. Uh, well done. Good, good to have you on board, Amy. <coughs> um, has uh, tweeted us in weird in brackets unique atmosphere in the lower north those really protesting and a minor uh, a minority rather getting incredibly angry about it about other people protesting uh, thought Brighton fans were brilliant uh, yesterday and, and that's uh, something I think we all echo yeah, yeah um, definitely there were some hairs on the back of the neck moments uh, at times yeah. with, with Brighton fans and uh, there was one comment on Twitter I saw where um uh, uh, a fan said um, he went up to Ch- uh, Brighton fans and said look really um, you've gone above and beyond thanks uh, really thanks for doing this and I think the comment came back when uh, just said no 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 thank you you were there when we really needed uh, uh, when we really needed you just returning the favour and uh, uh, and it's good to see that uh, in, in times like these the, you know, football fans are, uh, can come together uh, albeit sometimes in adversity, which is never the greatest thing, but uh, good to see nonetheless. Uh, emails I'll come uh, come to in a minute, but we will now talk about uh, uh, about all the peripheral stuff that was. Uh, well, uh, no, actually, probably uh, that's harsh to say. It probably wasn't peripheral. Actually, it's the main event. Centre of attention. Yeah, Centre of attention. Of what? Uh, and um, I think before the game started, there was uh, there was quite a lot of hype about how this would be. Uh, we, we, you know, the card would be ranking up uh, uh, the level of. Uh, of protests and and you did wonder just how that would manifest itself because uh, uh, Borough was good there was uh, I don't know what probably a thousand people or so outside uh, in the march and uh, and it was very effective and then the uh, you know then you had the beach balls and then the stress balls and you thought you know what exactly could they do to top it well um, you know I didn't know before the game I just heard rumours that there are considerably more fans out there than there were before and and, and it wasn't until later on that uh, I saw some pictures and and they reckon it was almost five thousand fans in that march which is is pretty impressive yeah it's a pretty phenomenal figure isn't it that that it's just it was i mean i was i was around and about the area and it was it was a really fantastic thing to be a part of uh especially with brighton fans as well they they were just fantastic and yeah i mean you i mean for me as a, as a charlton supporter there was a few a few moments where you don't really know what to say uh at that because it's just fans united isn't it and yeah, I mean, I'm still a bit speechless about it now. I saw some photos of it today, and it just looked ridiculous. It was, it was so good. But um, as I say, I think, um, I think we're always a, a little bit concerned of just how quite the, you know, the um, because it's, it, you know, you can you can plan certain things, you can plan to, to uh, but you're still reliant on people turning up and actually making up the numbers and, and doing what you, you've asked them to do. Uh, and it shows how passionate Charlton supporters feel at the moment that uh, five thousand of them decided to do exactly that. Yeah, it was amazing. I um. The way I come to the ground is through Ransom Walk and come out by the club shop, which I did as normal. It was really quiet down there, so I got here about five past two and I thought, oh, I'll wander up the slope and go up to the top of the corner and just have a look. Walked my way up and there was a few more people and a few more people. And as I got to the top corner opposite the Valley Cafe and looked up the hill, there were just thousands and thousands of people. You just couldn't see the, the road at all. 
there was obviously the massive balloon of, of Roland's Roland's face. There were just a sea of people. Uh, and, and as Lewis said, it was just so many Brighton fans were a part of it as well. And obviously they walked down to that corner and then round the corner and I kind of followed them in there. And I was surrounded by Brighton fans just, you know, they want their club back and we want Roland out too. And, you know, there are some things that are bigger than football rivalries, I guess. And to see to fee- see fans unite like that, like you said, Terry, it's a shame that it has to happen in adversity and that a club has to be down on their luck like we are. But at the same time, it shows, you know, the decency of football fans sometimes because they do get a bad reputation at times. But it was just, yeah, a really incredible thing to, to witness and to, to kind of have going on around you. Uh, and uh, of course it wasn't just happening at the Valley we'll, we'll try and get more details of this it's, it's, it's all still a bit sketchy the, the actual information coming out but uh, there were a good number of Charlton fans going across to Belgium to, yeah. uh, to hold a protest near St Troyden uh, with the St Troyden fans uh, and so it was a double-pronged attack, if you like, uh, uh, which uh, which also um, shows the strength of feeling uh, of Charlton fans which, which you know, at some point has got to register it has to register mm. in one way or another you, know, you just can't keep ignoring this sort of stuff um, and I suppose the real test for uh, for Card and, and everybody, every Charlton fan really, is um, what uh, what happens after the summer, yeah. you know, after mm-hmm. the next two games. And we were saying off air about the, the Leeds game. It's a real shame that uh, that's such an expensive match because um, with Leeds in the position they're in, uh, with uh, their fans not entirely happy with their owner either, it would have been an ideal opportunity to do as what Brighton have done with us to go and show a level of support to uh, to to another set of, uh, to another club in whose whose fans aren't happy with the ownership and uh, and show some solidarity but 35 quid a ticket plus a travel is uh, is steep to say no, the least thank you <laughs> well you know it's it's yeah. a real shame real yeah shame. for a team that's already down as well i think like lewis had said had we been you know a point from safety or just hanging around the edge of the drop zone then you're obviously going to get a couple of thousand going up there but given that we're already down, you know, there's going to be that diehard, maybe 200 odd that go up and make that journey and credit to them. But it is a lot of money. And yeah, I think that's, that's going to put a lot of people off. Almost oh, certainly. Uh, I'll be down. I'll troll me, troll me <laughs> way up there as ever. Um, I've no idea why, but I'll be there. <laughs> um, I'm going to read a few emails out now. Um, <clears throat> got one which, uh, which I um, came in last week, and I'm only going to read this out uh, because uh, it's not relevant necessarily to what we're about to be talking about. Um, Ron and Barbara Darby um, emailed us in, and it's um, come on you, Reds. Uh, although we can't expect uh, to stay up now, and obviously that would be pre the Bolton game, uh, as optimistic as I've been, I like many other people. We'll be with you next season, having seen the team for the first time in 1947. Best to the lads, and thanks for some great commentaries. That's, uh, that's from Ron and Barbara Dobby. Appreciate that, guys. Uh, really do, honestly. Um, but <clears throat> on, to, uh, on to from yesterday, on to emails from yesterday, and Chris Davin has emailed us things. Thanks, Chris. Yesterday's march was a real show of strength, and the arch disruption was a success. But after RD claiming he's going nowhere, and neither is Catherine, it's time to up it. Uh, we need to get the Burnley game abandoned, uh, and ditto first game of uh, next season as well. Uh, but n- not just to disrupted, but stopped completely. It's the only way to go. On the pitch, hardly reaction the J- that uh, JJ had asked for. Dull, dull, dull. Can't believe the skipper never even got on the pitch. Uh, the mystery of seriously upset someone. Uh, he must have uh, seriously upset someone. Um, to, uh, whereas appended to Solly, was he injured? Uh, or is he out of favour? Heard rumours we wanted to loan him out to Gillingham a couple of months ago. Really wouldn't be surprised if this was true. Uh, uh, how stupid it's uh, sad sad times at the valley these days and that's from Chris appreciate it Chris uh, yeah we were talking about that off air as well um, is that true 
Well, we do know um, from uh, things that Chris Powell has said uh, and others that um, the uh, the regime in Belgium, uh, the, you know, the one lone scout and, uh, and Mr. De Chatelet, didn't rate uh, several players at this club, and I believe Solly was in that group. Um, so that it wouldn't surprise me if he was uh, attempted to be loaned out. Uh, uh, and uh, but the, the strange thing is, you only have to look at the um, the impact that the people we let go mm. in the sides that we let them go to have now made far bigger than anything that we've done in the, in the league this season. You know, when you consider what uh, what Yan did at, Bo- at uh, Bournemouth to get him in the Premier League, you consider what Dale Stevens did yesterday uh, for Brighton, and, and uh, he's in the top six players in the league, uh, uh, as voted for by other players. You look at what Morrow's done at, uh, at Birmingham, and the list goes on, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I, uh, do we know it for sure? No, of course not. Um, but, uh, I don't, I, you know, I've heard um, and seen a few things that were... Um, put on or posted out about the sponsors dinner and if he said that it would be true wouldn't it I mean you wouldn't tell Fibs like that I wouldn't have thought I think um, like you say there Terry given who's already gone out and given you know behind the scenes and off the pitch the people that perhaps we would describe as proper Charlton that seem to have either been pushed or decided to leave themselves it wouldn't be a surprise if the likes of Solly and Jackson who perhaps don't look at the regime as favourably as perhaps players that have come in under them have done you know it wouldn't be a surprise but like you say, there are another couple of players there. Like you know, we, you mentioned Hamer as well. I know he hasn't played a huge amount for Leicester, but you know he's now on the verge of being in a tight Premier League title-winning side. And I said on Thursday's show that when Duchatelet took over, all we really needed was a slight investment. The money had dried up for Powell, but what Duchatelet had there was the makings of a very, very good club and squad. And slowly but surely, that's all being sort of pushed away, and this is what we're left with. And Solly and Jackson are two of those players that are still left and maybe they want to clear those out as well but you know Jacko's made it clear he wants to stay whether he'll be allowed to I don't know but I think he's going to they're going to find it hard to get rid of him but Solly I don't know you know he's not played for the last few games don't know whether Motta's going to stay but yeah like you say if that's there's no reason for him to lie and the stuff that's obviously being alleged that he said is is worrying I mean I'd like to think that someone like Chris Solly who has been probably our most consistent performer for the past, you know, since the promotion season, where he came into a side where we didn't, we hadn't invested in a right back. We had that whole new side that Chris Powell assembled, and Solly was chucked in at right back to do a job, and he's done a job ever since. And I'd like to think that that they wouldn't treat a player that we regard so highly with that disrespect. But I'd love to. Uh, you'd love you to know, think. I'd it. love to think it, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm sorry. you wouldn't rule it out at uh, all, would you? Uh, in fact, I'd err on the other opposite I was side. Gonna if say, I'm it, it tends <laughs> yeah. to be that sort of player that they tend to yeah. pick on the most, and that's what's so so strange, really. Is you know you try and find reasons for why they're doing that, and it's hard to find one. Conspiracy theorists would say you look at the the first one, uh, Henderson. Um, he was the one that came out um, after the Huddersfield game and fronted the press, yeah, um, when nobody else would, and was honest. Uh, very honest in, in in what he was saying. You look at uh, and since then, how many games has he played? I don't know. Uh, and he's had mysterious injury after mysterious injury. This is all conspiracy theories, you understand. Uh, second one, uh, the skipper Johnny Jackson after after Bolton game. Uh, honest, really honest. Mm. Didn't play the next game. Is that is it because they just wanted to rest him? Because can he play two games in a week? I don't know. Then why put him on the bench? Um, uh, Chris Solly supposedly and Jackson and Hen- at the sponsors being all honest uh, and open. Is that a punishment now for for being so honest and open? I say it's all conspiracy theories, but uh, you know it's it, 
and it'll get worse. Uh, those sort of situations get worse when we're in this position we're in. You just don't trust anything. That's that's no. the point, and it's, it's a horrible thing, feeling to have that you just don't trust anything that's happening. And the point is that they're the players you would rely on to get ourselves out of these troubles as well, and they're not even being given the chance to to play and show what they can do and fight for this club. And that's that's what's so difficult to watch as a fan, especially when we've seen them go to such great lengths in the obviously not Hen, uh, Henderson, but to go through that League One trial before and to get such a great promotion, and now they're not. You know they're not even able to help us when we're falling back down there. I'm going to play that. Uh, I know you played it on Thursday, but I'm going to play that uh, Jacko interview uh, again a bit later on because I think uh, it bears repeating what he said. Um, going back to the emails, Paul Griffiths has emailed us in, dear team. Thank you as a, as ever for your wonderful coverage and podcast this season. It's it's our pleasure, Paul. Uh, a few things that would be great if the panel could perhaps clear up and talk about. You may have covered some of these already, of course. Uh, right here we go. Uh, he's got he's got five five things he wants us to talk about. Uh, there's Paul. Firstly, what is the truth about the, what the player said at the shirt sponsors evening last week? Uh, well, none of us were there, so we can't really <laughs> we can't really say. I mean, um, but you've got to trust the people that uh, that posted on the likes of Charlton Life Forum and others um, that that were there, and they all pretty much said the same sort of thing. It wasn't as if um, there were cross, uh, contrasting uh, reports of what players had said. It was all pretty unanimous about uh, some of the things that were coming out, yeah. um, especially uh, the likes of players that uh, we were trying to get and didn't uh, because uh, the, the regime changed their mind and, and, and stopped mm. it. So. Um, you gotta, you gotta um, trust what those uh, what those reports say. Yeah, I think there's two things to come out of that. One is for anyone who kind of is on chart and life fairly regularly, there are people that you know, you probably can rely on the stuff that they say, and there's people that you can't. And it's from the majority of the stuff that was posted, it was from people that we've trusted for other stuff. And the second thing, like you say, was the amount of different witness accounts that all corroborated the same sort of evidence. You know, there were four or five fairly reliable sources all saying pretty much exactly the same thing. And you know, unless they had got together and decided to make something up, which unlikely. is highly unlikely, yeah. then you've got to take that, uh, you know, as the truth and face value. and the yeah. stories we read. You know, given what's happened to this club over the last two years, are more than believable as well. And I was reading something on Charlton Live uh, on Charlton Life about that, and uh, I think one of the most haunting things I've read was that they were saying that players have become alienated with the sport completely because of this regime. And you think of the current average age of our squad. That's completely unhealthy, isn't it? I mean, you've got Cousins, Lookman, Harriet, people of that age, Nick Pope, even Solly, who's been, you know, he's one of our more experienced players, but he's not hes not old by any sense of the word. Well, you only have to look at um, Hearn Grant, I think, Carlin. Um, yeah, completely uh, for, for that, You know, you, you, a young kid who was exuberant, bubbly, and, and really looked a talent, and he's a shadow of the same. player that, that, mm. that came in it. Same with Piggott. Yeah, Piggott's the season? same. And, uh, you, you know, you really worry for Lookman going down the same road. Yeah. I, I, I think Lookman might have something different about him. I, I just get that impression that, uh, uh, that yeah, you know, he'll, uh, he'll be all right. Yeah, he's got a bit more steel, I think, oh, he seems. Possibly, yeah. But, uh, the next question is, was Chris Solly really being loaned to Jills earlier this year and was he dropped yesterday on the orders of uh, KM? Um, we uh, we were told at the beginning he was uh, he, he picked up an injury um, in the, the Bolton game, or in the previous game. Um, I don't know how true that is. None of us know that. Of course, we've, we have covered uh, or discussed that already. Same injury, Henderson. But, I exactly, imagine. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it depends on on whether you like the conspiracy theories or not, <laughs> uh, Paul. Uh, I like, I like uh, talking about them. Whether I actually believe them or not is another issue. But uh, uh, we hope it's just a, a small knock and he'll be, uh, he'll be fit for Leeds. Let's see, shall we? Um, has Henderson already been told he's leaving for non-football reasons? Uh, well, Hendo thinks so, <laughs> clearly, because that's what he said, apparently. Um, although, we again, we haven't spoken to him, so I've mm. got, uh, we can only go by uh, the stories that are out there. But you do wonder um, quite how much of an injury it was. Um, and then he figured on the bench a couple of times, and now he's not again. 
So it's all. Um, it's one of the. It's uh, regrettably, it's one of these uh, um, situations that it'll all come out in the wash. Uh, further down the line, you know, mm. when this is all done and dusted, I suspect. I think Jacko's got an award-winning book in him at some point. <laughs> I think there, there'll be several books flying around <laughs> when, when this is over. Uh, again, was the skipper really dropped yesterday for non-football reasons? This is the one I, I find tougher mm. to, to mm. grasp because if um, you know if, if it's for the same reasons as Hendo and Solly, then he wouldn't have even been in the squad. You know, um, I've got a, a feeling it's because you know he played a full, not, uh, not quite a full ninety minutes, but a, a, you know he, f- he played a fa- fair amount of that Bolton game. And uh, I think um, that might be more management of, of a player rather than uh, rather than anything else. But again, who knows? I could be wrong. Well, I think I'd agree with you on that one. But having said that, like you say, after that Bolton game, he came out and gave such a frank assessment. I think majority of people in the ground saw his little sort of salute to the to the crowd yesterday. You know, I think the the regime, the owners, they're all well aware where his allegiances lie in terms of all of this. But you would hope as the club captain that he's still got a certain amount of influence around here and you know whilst the likes of Solly and Henderson perhaps you can bring in like for like replacements I think Jackson's made it clear that he's not going anywhere without a fight um, it was something I mean uh, we talked about yesterday, uh, yesterday's interviews being tough uh, that's mainly because of the situation we're in but uh, that interview uh, pro Bolton with with, uh, with the skipper was Probably the hardest thing I've I've read to do. I think. I mean, he clearly didn't want to. Uh, no, he clearly was gutted. I'm, I'm not saying he didn't want to be there because he he put his hand up to come out, so he wanted to say something. But um, you know, you're never sure when uh, when you approach somebody like that whether whether you can ask the right question, whether you can so uh, you know say something you shouldn't, or, uh, or or try and lead him down a path he doesn't want to go. Uh, but it, it became clear after the first couple of questions that I th- you know I thought he, he actually wants to say something. Else. So I tried to lead him down the path of saying he was going to stay. Because the the thing that worried me most was that he'd, uh, he'd turn around and say, well, if he'd have answered the question like, well, I haven't really decided yet, obviously we've got to have a summer off, and you think, oh, here we go, mm. that's it, ta-da. Mm. But he didn't, he, and he, he was very frank and, and forthright in, in saying, no, I'm going to be here to, to, to get us back. I'm, yeah. I'll do my damnedest to get us back. And I think that he knows that's what Charlton fans want to hear as well. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I made my point on Thursday, and I'll make it again, I think, once we've heard the interview. But... Um, yeah, I was very impressed with, with what you had to say. You can't fail to be, can you, really? No. Uh, last question from uh, from Tom. What happened in the West End towards the end of the game? Hard to tell from the east side of the upper north. Well, it was very hard to tell from where I was as well, even though I was probably the closest amongst us, <laughs> because I was sitting down in the commentary position. We're locked in, pretty much. We got that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 
of um, barrier uh, where we've got a little desk in front of us which we slam down uh, and so uh, you've got to really lean over to try and uh, to try and add a look I did have a couple of gazes uh, and from what I can gather um, I'd imagine it was when the stewards uh, when the people opened the gates to let everybody out about is it 10 minutes to go or 15 minutes to go it's standard mm. practice they have to open the gates just in case people want to leave early etc etc uh, so I think what they did is they came out the back of the, uh, the covered end and went straight into the into the west west end and and in front of the director's box. Genius, I think. Actually. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> um, I, I bet they won't let it happen again. No, I should <laughs> no. imagine not. <laughs> Uh, and um, I, look, I don't, I don't know how quite vociferous it got. I haven't, I wasn't able to see um, down in front of me, but they certainly made their point, uh, uh, presence felt, and their points were definitely made to the point where uh, quite a few. Direct- and I got to say, um, I saw a video this morning. Um, I think Matt White, uh, uh, Matt White, uh, actually um, YouTubed it. Uh, and um, when uh, when the big singing went up about um, about they wanting certain people out, there were people in the directors' box standing up and doing the same thing. <laughs> and fair play to them for that. You know what I mean? I think uh, that uh, that was uh, uh, that was brilliant to watch. Um, and it forced um, you know Catherine um, and, uh, and Richard Murray to leave. Uh, so uh, I don't know if that was the intention or not, but it uh, but it certainly made an impact. No question about it. <laughs> yeah, it certainly made a statement, didn't it? There was um, obviously I couldn't from uh, the north lower couldn't obviously hear what they were saying or see the details of it but but like you could see that cluster of people there and there was one iconic photo i thought doing the rounds yesterday i don't know if, if you two saw it of the man sort of standing up on the edge of the director's box the game going on behind him but him just not a care in the world just singing at the box and for me that you know it was it was quite sort of haunting to see that that he had no interest in the game at all it, it looked completely peaceful but uh but he wanted to make his point and like you say they did because it wasn't long before Catrian and Richard got up and were were escorted off by by their stewards uh, or security. So, yeah, uh, impressive to see. And were inundated with balloons. Yes. Uh, it's really sad that there was too much wind going around because yeah. the, the balloons didn't quite. Uh, I mean, it was a great spectacle. And Brighton fans uh, joining in as well, by the way. Um, but a great spectacle is that they descended from uh, the all, all corners of the ground. Uh, but the wind kept catching them and blowing them back in. Uh, we we caught loads of them in the press in the little press gantry. It was uh, <laughs> we were festooned at one point. Uh, Greg is uh, a decent hitter of a balloon. I've yeah. got to say, yeah, not bad, better than me at the minute. I've got to be There's honest. a great steward who uh, <laughs> there's a very slow motion video of a little kid who gets catches a black balloon, looks forward and launches it at Stewart, who's about two yards in front of him. <laughs> yeah. Stewart nods it away, but that was very funny. <laughs> I don't know how much intent the little kid had, but it was a great header from the steward. Uh, you know, we will talk about this. Later. We'll discuss the rest. I'll go through a few more emails, and we'll discuss yesterday's event. But of course, then we our eyes have got to turn to, to Burnley. What we think might might happen there. But uh, we'll go through a few emails first. Uh, n- uh, not so many tweets in, but so if you want to tweet us at Charlton Live, if you'd be so kind. Uh, Terry Wally has uh, emailed us in, and uh, I don't know if anybody else saw this. And I'll try and um, retweet this if I can, but or re re email it. Probably not. But there was a um, there was a van going around Charlton yesterday. With uh, with a big sign on the side of it. Uh, did anybody see this on Twitter? Oh yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Roland, Roland removals. It was called. <laughs> was that just coincidence? It, or was it's that it's a co- that apparently it's a total okay. coincidence. It's a genuine <laughs> company called Roland Removals, and it's got a big slogan saying "Removal Services" uh, on the side of it with a phone number. Now um, I don't know if anybody from Card has, has seen these uh, these emails, but certainly that's got to be a, a van to borrow at some point you would think so <laughs> yeah, as so, i say yeah. when i first saw it i did think that perhaps it was something that they'd done so uh to hear that's a legitimate business that, apparently that so um bob uh, lipscomb uh, as emailed us thanks bob and uh, i'm just calling it up it's taking a bit of a while to load there we go uh da, 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 right um 
Hold on, that's, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself there. All right, uh, evening all. Uh, I think before you go into yesterday's events, oh, okay, you should congratulate our nearest and dearest on reaching the FA Cup final. No, uh, <laughs> basically. That said, come on, you Red Devils. Absolutely. Man United fans across the board uh, for us um, a bit later on. Must say that I've always had a soft spot for Brighton, so nothing changes. They supported us before, during and after the game, and I hope they make it to the promised land. Here, here. Uh, seagull, seagulls, he says. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, because, you, you know, you do have an affinity for other uh, fans who have been through the sort of things we have. Uh, and Brighton certainly have, without question. Um, right, Cayenne and Colin. Uh, I hope I've pronounced that right, by the way. Um, good evening, Terry uh, and, and guys. I know Lou is not in the studio tonight, but he's told me to send you a story about our second Belgium. Ah, here we go. Uh, this is the story of Belgium. Um, I hope I do this justice, to Colin, by the way. Um, so once again, the Belgian 20, with some new faces, attended the STVV match last night, St. Troyden. Uh, from the off, police presence in St. Troyden was visibly increased. There was some concern at one stage that we wouldn't be able to carry out the actions that we had planned. So we took a vote to talk to the police about what actions we wanted to carry out. The police were at all times very friendly and advised us that we were not allowed to pass out any leaflets or take the banner inside the ground. But they had given us consent to do a funeral march along the street that was closed off for traffic that runs past the ground from the railway bridge to the stadium. The banner we had with us read uh, Roland and Catrian time to go with the Charlton insignia on. As a twist, the funeral um, pole bearers were dressed up as Grim Reapers and consisted of both Charlton and St. Troyden fans. As we walked uh, the street to the stadium, everybody was sympathetic to our cause. Uh, and as we passed the uh, Canary Bar, home of the uh, St. Troyden supporters, there was an enormous round of applause for what we were doing. We proceeded along the street, passing the restaurant which is incorporated in the stadium. And those in, in the, eating their dinner could not help but notice us. We eventually reached the steps of the main entrance to the football ground where we promptly laid the coffin to rest. We cannot thank the local police enough in allowing us to carry out our demonstration. Some of our fans once again gained entry into the stadium along with the banner and promptly displayed the banner in exactly the same spot as before. Uh, one of our fans even gained entry into the stadium still dressed as a Grim Reaper with a Roland Not Wanted poster stuck to him. Uh, the stewards eventually came along and confiscated the banner saying we could get it back the next day from the main reception. Once again the Charlton supporters had to leave the ground to the sound of boos ringing out from the St. Troyden supporters because they were unhappy with the fact that the banner was confiscated and that the Charlton supporters were leaving. Once again, the Belgian 20 have had to have to thank the Protest Fund for helping us in our cause and certain individuals, which I cannot name, that made a very kind donation that went to certain parts of the protest. Sunday morning, we had a trick up our sleeve and once again we hit certain areas with leaflets exp uh, explaining exactly why we are demonstrating. Hopefully, and Roland and Catherine won't be too upset seeing they were the intended targets. Uh, we know you have a very busy show this evening, so thanks for reading this out. And that's uh, from the rocking chair grandma. You yeah. guess, so, uh, just superb effort. Absolutely mm. superb effort. Uh, and... Uh, um, I'd like to do. It. I'll, I'll meet them one day next time they're over in Belgium. I, I've been over there a few times myself, so uh, uh, it, uh, uh, just superb effort uh, and uh, nothing but um, and from praise from this neck of the woods. I've got to be honest with you. Uh, but uh, moving on, Robin Lisbon uh, has emailed us. Uh, Hi guys, all I've got to say this week is a huge well done to Card for the hard work that went into the protests. Also to you guys who carry our cause every week, and of course every fan who contributed to a peaceful, respectful, and powerful protest yesterday afternoon. Even in this moment of despair, I'm still so proud to be a Charlton supporter. Like most loyal fans, this is my family, my home, and nobody will ever drive me out. Yesterday for us all was an emotional day, fired up um, one minute, then saddened at the reality the next. When I looked around at everyone's faces, I felt so sorry for everyone. We all seemed trapped in Roland's selfish, cruel and failing experiment. I suspect now the culling will begin as he is blind uh, um, and dwindling revenue stream from relegation fans, customers and sponsors. So we'll do what's necessary to stem the losses. For us, 
That new business model, coupled with incompetent decision-making at the helm, almost certainly now risks a further slip into League Two and worse. Right now, there's a chink of light we're all clutching onto, but regrettably, my feeling is that we're all about to, to be set into arguably our darkest hour. There is, however, a spirit in Charlton like no other, so be patient, keep believing, and we will get this back on track. And that's from Rob Lisbon. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it, mate. Heartfelt as well. Yeah, I think that sums up a lot of our feeling and, and something you said off air, you know, about, you know, however long ago it was, shortly, well, before before my time, but, you know, this club almost died once and it was the fans that saved it. And I don't think any, what you said was, I don't think any fans could forgive themselves if they didn't at least try again. And um, I'm completely on board with that. You know, whether it'll make a difference remains to be seen, but there are a group of fans out there that don't want to let that club, you know, we've saved them once we can save them again and people are going to do their best to do that and uh yeah i think rob robin there's just just summed it up and yeah we've got we've got to keep going because this is our club and you've got to be proud to be a charlton fan and fight for what you believe really and and that's what people are doing the only tweets i think i ever get angry about uh, from fans is the ones that say um i'm no longer proud to be a Charlton fan because uh i don't see how that's possible i, I just don't it's not in my it's not in my psyche it's not in my makeup this 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 place means too much to me um, and uh, yesterday is, a, is just a, a, a perfect example of um, what, and, and the week before with the whole um, uh, march for uh, for the upbeats. Um, there are so many reasons to be proud of, of Charlton. It doesn't matter who owns us; it makes absolutely no difference. It might make a difference to how we uh, perform on a pitch or how we uh, perform in a league uh, situation, but it doesn't make any difference to this club. Uh, it's still ours, and it, and it always will be. Simple as that for me, anyway. Uh, Bob Lipscomb. Um, uh, has got uh, several emails in. I'll do the next one. Um, uh, I'm not sure I should after the whole um, uh, thing about Wembley, by the way. Uh, but anyway, but here we go. I wonder if JJ might be considering writing an autobiography when he's playing Days Over. That's exactly what uh, Tom said earlier on. I think uh, it'll make riveting reading. Uh, what, an audio book at the very least. Yeah. Um, considering what uh, happened to JJ, Solly and Henderson, be careful what you say tonight. Uh, I think we'd be on that, mate, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, if it was ever going to be a problem, it would be already. Uh, Nathan Pryor, as, as he was saying, to the, moron- oh, I got, to the moronic imbecile who called me a mug and told me to F off for not joining in with a uh, little pathetic sing-song about wanting our glorious leader out. Now, oh, here we go. I think I'm more of a cup than a mug, to be honest. Maybe you should take your own advice and never return to uh, a game ever again. If I could push you down the stairs and get away with it, I would. It's a shame you're... Um, yeah. Uh, to the idiots in card... Yeah, well, I've got to read this out. It's from, you know... Um, it, uh, to the idiots in card, you, uh, did you forget about the win with your balloon stunt? You haven't got a single brain cell between you. Our glorious leader will never leave us. Now... Uh, I don't know, Nathan, but I suspect he might be a wind-up merchant. I could be wrong. Uh, if it's his genuine thoughts, then um, okay. Uh, but he's emailed in, and we're obliged to uh, to give every side of the coin, uh, and, and we just have. I've got a feeling you might be in the minority, my friend. Uh, Slightly. <laughs> Only a little bit, obviously. I've got a few more uh, tweets, which I'll read out in a minute, but I'll carry on with the emails. Uh, um, Bob has um, uh, emailed us in about the, um, the, team, the, the players that... Um, that should stay with us or he feels we can do a job in, in League One uh, JJ the skipper Cousin Solly Fox Pope Harriet Lennon and George uh, Teixeira sell or bin the rest is basically his, his, his request um, now this is another question we've got to ask actually uh, and I know it's, um, it's something that's been um, talked about quite a bit over the last couple of days and that's the proposed or potential meeting between the um, uh, Supporters Trust John Athletic Supporters Trust and the board uh, there's, it's been. Um, it, I think. I think it was um, instigated by the board that they they now want to meet 
with the supporters' trust. Better late than uh, never. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> I think the trust has, has balloted members to, to ask yes or no, effectively. And I think non-members can can vote on this ballot as to, to, to whether they should or they shouldn't. So we can we can discuss that on this on this very show again tonight. Do you think that it's right now that the trust and the board actually get together and have a meeting? Um, Kenneth uh, Ken Sinyard has, has um, emailed us in. Good evening, guys. Be interested to hear your views on the request by a CFC for a meeting with the trust, as the trust said on its website. As you are aware, the board of the uh, Charlton Athletic Sports Trust have repeatedly requested to meet with Charlton Athletic owner Roland de Chastelet. The club have refused this and instead recently offered a meeting with Richard Murray and Catherine Mayer at the start of next week. I'd be interested in your views. Is this um, designed to divide the fans? Is this designed to divide... Charlton Athletic Supporters Trust. Are we past talk? I think supporters would welcome your views. Um, well, I've got my views, but you'll get you guys first. What do you think? Uh, for me, I think it would make more of a statement if the Trust were to turn it down and reject it. Because, like you say, it's been well over a year now that we've been trying to get communication with them. Um, they've had their chance, and for me, they haven't taken it. I think their attempts that they have made haven't been good enough. Um, and I think for the majority of fans now, we're long past that. So I think for us to turn turn them down and say actually no we don't want we don't want this is uh, would make a bigger statement for me. I agree with Tom. I think it's way too little, too late. And I think that the fact that they've said it now shows just how much that these card protests are getting under their skin. Well, I agree, hundred percent. But I think um, we have. To, uh, I think if I was the, the supporters' trust, I think I'd want to tread a little carefully. Bear, not. No, I, I, I don't mean that. Let me explain you, and, and hopefully that will come across better. But uh, in terms of that um, we don't, I don't think we um, want to give uh, anybody the opportunity to say, well, we tried and they turned us down. What I would suggest personally is to say we're happy to meet, but it has to be with the owner. There can be no meeting that takes place between the supporters trust and anything other than the owner, because mm. otherwise we don't know whether or not uh, uh, the views that you're giving are the views of the owner, because clearly up to this point, anything that we've said has not been listened to so the only discussion that could possibly take place if he can't come over television conference you know we're in the 21st century yeah. we can you know these things can happen technology can can sort that out we've shown we'll go to him with a well. skype yeah. absolutely we'll why not yeah. um i think uh, i think a meeting should take place or could take place i should say could take place but it has to be with the owner uh so um you know because as I say, you, do you want to give them any more weapons to uh, to, to bash us with? Uh, say, yeah, okay, we'll we'll hear what you've got to say. Uh, we might dismiss it out of hand, but we'll hear. Uh, but it can only be with the owner of this football club and not their uh, not the representatives. It's got to be with the owner. It's got to be. With That's just my suggestion. Anyway, yeah. um, hope that uh, hope that helps, Ken. Um, but if you've got any suggestions out there, then obviously let us know. Uh, Nicholas Elby's emailed us. Hi guys, went to the game yesterday, but yesterday wasn't about the football. It was about the demonstrations. This has surely now come to a head where Ronan and Catherine Mayer must realise there is no way back for them. No matter what they try to do to appease the fans, as for this current squad, apart from a few homegrown players, I don't think any of them would have the battling qualities to get us out of League One. It would have to be another clear out along the lines of what Chris Powell did when he came in. Let's just hope a takeover is imminent. All the players uh, next season will be playing in front of 2,000 fans if the figures for season ticket renewals are anything to go by. And that's Nicola from Ainsford. Now, yeah, the whole takeover talk is, um, is, is an interesting one. I don't know. I mean, uh, you, you know, you've got to hope that, uh, that there's some, some change happening. It's However, it comes about. It's a lot of money. Absolutely. It's a lot of money. And, uh, and is that figure put on there to, to put people off? Um, Probably, almost certainly, said, yeah. <laughs> I would have thought. But um, 
I do get the feeling we're in this for a, a bit longer haul, I have to say. Yeah, me too. I think, um, I can't remember if we said it on the show on Thursday or not, but obviously, even if Roland's even debating the idea of selling, he's not going to come here and say 16 million, you know, I'm happy with that. He's got to start at a high figure. Obviously, I think we can all agree that the figure he's come up with is ludicrously high, but he's going to start high and they're going to start low, and that's how bidding works and this sort of thing happens. But, you know, I don't know whether it's just fans just so desperate now that as soon as a sniff of a takeover comes over that we're all just trying to get behind it because that's how badly we want it to happen, or whether it has got legs as well. But as so often with with the last couple of years, I don't think we're really going to know because we're not going to hear anything. And, you know, if nothing's going to happen, then the club, I suppose, are well within their right not to not to release anything. They're not going to speculate. But um, if there is something that starts to happen, you would hope the local press, the likes of Rich, would probably be able to find out and give us some more information. But at the moment, it seems no more than, than rumour and speculation, although there is clearly some sort of weight behind the movement in terms of a bid going forwards just whether that bid's actually going to be anywhere near enough for Roland to consider. Well, there may be change in the way, even if it isn't uh, 100% what uh, what all the fans want, and that's the fact that uh, certainly Lenny Lawrence was in the director's box yesterday, um, mm. clearly seen on the on some of the video evidence that was there. and uh, So he's clearly talking to the club, uh, as uh, and the, uh, the, the rumour is director of football as a possibility, uh, which is, which is <laughs> strange, sort of like a reverse backward doing it the last thing first type of thing, you know what I mean? Uh, we'll get a director of football, then we'll get a manager, mm. uh, and then we might get some players. Uh, who knows? I don't know what's uh, what's going to happen, but um, the change may happen. It may not be the uh, the change everybody wants, but um, uh, we'll see. Well, it's going to be um, it's going to be a long road, I suspect. Uh, a few more tweets, and uh, Lisbon has tweeted us in actually now uh, regarding the director's box fiasco. I witnessed it, and the guy singing his heart out at the front, joining the fans who were harmless. Um, yeah, I don't think there was any. Uh, oh, well, unless somebody can tell us otherwise, I didn't see any uh, any any grief necessary. They all looked a bit squished in mm. that gap. I've got to be honest. But apart from them looking like uh, um, uh, they could, uh, uh, if they're going to do it again, maybe lose a few pounds first. Uh, that's harsh. Never look at me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, then uh, yeah, the, I did worry for them uh, all being squashed in in that little gap. But uh, superb work by all of them. Uh, Marion. Uh, as uh, tweeted us in uh, last part of my train journey was spent with Brighton and Hove Albion supporters supportive uh, and they said they were going to they were going to uh, going just to join in uh, to the protest which uh, which was thanks Marion they were fantastic no question uh, Seb Lewis has uh, tweeted us in I reckon Chris Powell's autobiography would be a fantastic, fantastic read as well yeah absolutely mm. I think um, I think it could be a decent sized book as well yeah, he's still got a long way to go in a manager career That's as well, true. haven't we? So. Well, maybe we can ask him when he comes back to manage us again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brenda Smith, Brenda's uh, hi, B. Uh, I've met him, I think you're talking about Nathan. Uh, he is real. Okay. Well, there we are. Well, who'd have thought? Uh, Kevin Kraut, uh, too late for talking. People wanted to talk a long time ago and they rejected it. Trust should reject and tell them to leave. Uh, Kevin Porch, not talking about Ackworth, are you, Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kevin again after watching yesterday's protest said why would anybody want to join this club well um, it, that's a point I suppose um, although uh, I, tend, I think uh, you'll tend to find that uh, cash is a decent incentive sometimes mm-hmm. um, otherwise we might have been in that position now uh, quite frankly uh, look, we said it on, again touching back on Thursday show you look at teams like Blackpool still able to attract players they're a division lower they're in as much if not worse trouble than we are but they're still able to attract players in are they the right type of players are they players that are going to help the club maybe not but there's always going to be players out there that want to play 
So um, absolutely, yeah, I yeah. think we, we'll find players without a problem. It's as I say, whether they're the players that we want. Well, the problem you think is that um, most of the players will come from within the network, uh, and um, because standardly age theoretically is no longer in that network, all the players that will come will be um, of, a, of a lesser <laughs> standard. Uh, if you'll pardon the pun, and so um, we'll have uh, quite a few Belgium third division players um, in our ranks oh, next good. season. What do you do? Get Carol back. That's, that's <laughs> much more his level. Full house, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dan Briordi's uh, email us, uh, dear studio. Uh, next year, I can't see anything other than a struggle. Even if we manage to find a new buyer, it's highly unlikely to come quick enough to rebuild in the summer, which means we'll lose the quality and we'll struggle to attack, attract decent replacements. We'll be very reliant uh, on Charlton stalwarts next year, Jackson, Solly, Henderson, possibly. And so I'm very disturbed about what I've read on Chicago Edic uh, blog, i.e. players' comments have led them to be sidelined. If they're sidelined, we'll have no Charlton spirit, and that will be a disaster. On the protest, very impressive yesterday, but I would urge caution for some fans to avoid uh, personal abuse rather than highlighting professional shortcomings. The confrontation in the West End could have turned ugly and it could undermine our well-managed argument. At the end of the day, um, Kachimera is a de Chatelet puppet, very young and experienced, and I hope for her own sanity she looks for a corporate job for which she is qualified. Uh, the only positive is the fantastic spirit of our under-21 side, which just shows what you can achieve. And yeah, we should mention the under-21s. They've got uh, the uh, Kent Cups final at Dartford on Tuesday. I think. Yeah, Tuesday uh, night. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be uh, looking forward to watching that. And mm. uh, yeah, um, uh, Bowery, I think, um, uh, has just signed his first professional contract with us as well from from that uh, setup. So uh, good to see. And yeah, if you want a if you want a proper football match without the pressure and, and worry of uh, of uh, uh, of anything else then under 21s are definitely uh, worth watching no question about it and hopefully they can bring home the trophy again which they won uh, last year at um, Gillingham I think uh, Mark Newbury evening chaps uh, firstly it was almost heartbreaking seeing Chris Powell on the Football League programme talking about our situation with the uh, with his obvious love in his heart for us what happened to this man was a disgrace and for him to still care about the club and the fans as is an immense measure of the man as for who will be here next season, not counting the loans, I can't see any of the following being here. Johan, Igor, Hendo, Diara, Teixeira and possibly Jordan and Solly added to the list. Guessing that uh, we'll get some money for Lookman and Cousins, but can't see bundles of cash coming in. I'd say we have a few players who will be pretty much boss league one, given the chance. Don't know if Bauer and Cashew will fill the hours this season after missing a lot of this one. If we can grab a goal scorer at that level, we might be OK, but it's a big if. I was probably one of those getting annoyed by the behaviour of the people behind the goal, people I've never seen all season, wanting to start trouble, no problems with the balls and balloons, but I'm sitting behind the goal being hit by things thrown by the up and north, and the underlying tension by a group of kids egging each other on, taking uh, um, on takes the protest, uh, sorry, egging each other on, takes the protest to a different level, thinking here of Millwall and seats from the crowd, etc. I'm as passionate as anyone to get rid of the owner, but I'm also not taking my wife to hospital if she's hit by something. Cheers. See you on the 8th. Uh, yeah, cheers, Mark. Um, yeah, that is an issue, I suppose. I mean, um, I can understand passions running high and and, and think people are getting carried away. It's it's um, it's almost normal, I suppose, in in the heat of the moment. But yeah, if people can just uh, when they're chucking stuff, um, just think, especially if it's from the top of the covered end, yeah. Yeah. that uh, you're not go, necessarily going to make unless you're fat and Whitbread, the chance of you eating in the pit from <laughs> up there is slim. So uh, just think who's uh, who's underneath you from from what you're throwing, please, oh, if you'd be so kind. The guy behind me did nearly hit uh, Liam Rosinia with a water balloon 
which I thought was a fantastic throw. <laughs> yeah, the water balloons. I mean, that's it's not going to it's not going to maim anybody, is it? So the water balloons aside, but there were a few um, objects there. I think it looked like there were a few um, balloon, uh, balloon pumps, pumps yeah. that uh, that made their way onto the pitch. So yeah, just be uh, a te- if you're at the bottom of the covenant, <laughs> then it's not an issue. Uh, you know, <laughs> the bottom tier. But uh, if you're at the top tier, just uh, have a little think about uh, people underneath. If you if you would, as for the um, uh, the, the people in front of the director's box, um, I don't feel it could have turned. I think the only way that could have turned ugly is if the if the steward and the, the, the heavy mob to come in to try and get them out I think mm. um, other than that I didn't it, you know they looked angry don't get me wrong but I don't think there was ever any, any intention to do anything else so no, no, uh, no, it didn't look it from where I was standing anyway if anybody's got a, a different view of that um, we got a, a tweet from um, Mike Tyson uh, 2007 with the late cheers Mike with the latest Solly and Jacko revelations this conflict can only get worse <clears throat> more intense the Burnley game is going to be messy yeah we're going to talk about that in a minute um, Mike cheers mate <clears throat> um, about where we go with the the Bolton, what, uh, what time are we now? Ten past eight. Uh, one more email and then uh, what, what I might do is we'll have a, a short discussion about uh, about what we think is going to happen uh, uh, against Burnley, maybe. Got Jacko to play as well. And Jacko so. to play, which is about a four-minute jobby, which uh, which we might play getting towards the end. I think it's mm. a, maybe a fitting way to, to finish the show. But we've got a couple of emails. Matthias Johnson, thanks Matthias, our, our Sheffield addict. Uh, hi guys, what a day of protest on Saturday, but I will encourage people not to abandon the game on Burnley, please, because it will just not look good for the neutral pundits and the fans maybe take some criticism. The fans, and I don't think the fans deserve criticism this season. Gutted that we're going down, but proud to be a fan of this great club, and I feel sorry for Chris Powell. Thanks. Cheers, Matthias. Um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, come, we'll cross that, um, that particular argument in a second uh, dear studio my email to the club uh, so um, Steve Williams has, has emailed the club um, and uh, I'll read this up yeah why not uh, for the attention of uh, Roland de Chatelet and Catherine Mir I write to inform you that the, uh, after supporting Charlton for more than 50 years and holding a season ticket since the club has been back at the valley I will not be renewing for 2016-17 Excuse me. My decision is a protest against your ownership, control and administration of the club, which has proved disastrous on and off the pitch. Patently wrong managerial appointments, one after another, and an inadequate playing squad have led to inevitable relegation. The once unbreakable bond between the club's management and supporters has fractured and there is now a truly toxic atmosphere at the Valley. This I attribute to the disrespect you have shown to the supporters, derived from your business model of football, illustrated most accurately and truthfully by the chief executive's reference to us as customers. I first attended a game at the Valley in 1963 with my father and when I had my own children, three generations of us sat in the East End on our return to SE7. My father died a few years ago, but now I have two grandchildren and was hoping to bring them to the matches soon, thus passing on the tradition of support for an authentic community football club. That will now not be happening. My son Lewis, who has been with me at the Valley since I returned there and has accompanied me to games all over the country, will also not be renewing his season ticket. We take this decision with heavy hearts, but the hope that when you've gone, we will return. And that's your sincerely, Stephen Williams. So Stephen, with a, uh, a heartfelt uh, email to um, uh, Charlton Football Club, uh, saying you won't renew a season ticket, and, uh, and 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 a few people are in the same boat and done the same thing. The only thing I'd say to you, Stephen, is that um, I too have a grandchild now. I too, uh, I came in 1967. My dad brought me in 67, uh, and we've got three generations as well. And uh, uh, it's my absolute intention. And I, um, my first child, uh, you know, my first children were born when we were at Sellers Park. Um, and so I made a promise to myself and to my family that there was no way I was bringing my children to watch Charlton and Sellers Park. I might take them to the other way game, but there's no way they're going to call that place home. Uh, so um, 
as soon as we came back, of course, all three had a season ticket um, as soon as we came back in. And I made the same promise to uh, to my grandson. All right, his dad's an Arsenal fan, but we, we'll cross that bridge when I come back. <laughs> uh, um, so I fully intend to take my grandson and bring my grandson to this club. And there's no owner on the planet that's going to stop me. He's going to have a bond. He's um, if uh, uh, if necessary, as he grows up, he might want to protest as well. If if the current ownership is still here and we still have the same problems, uh, but I deeply suspect that by the time he gets to uh, a level where he's he knows what's really going on, uh, things might be a bit different here. Uh, and that's that's, that's what I'm hoping. So. Uh, but uh, my grandson will be coming. Understand your point, Stephen. Absolutely. By the way, uh, but. Um, uh, I um, yeah, it's too important to me. I think, um, and uh, but I get now. Uh, you know, I never used to. Uh, if I'm honest, if I, if I'm being 100 percent honest, when um, you know, when I was trolling across to Sellers Park and to Darkest Croydon, I never quite grasped why fans would just not turn up. I do more so now. I was a bit younger mm-hmm. then, uh, a bit uh, a bit less tolerant as well. I suspect. Uh, but um, no, I, I, I sympathise and I get. Um, I think probably because I've, I've since met a lot more sportners and, and I've got more views in a set for my own. I think that's, that probably helps, doesn't it? Uh, and I get why people don't want to go. You know, I get that people lose lose touch and lose lose a bit of love for uh, for coming. Not just not the club necessarily, but for just being at, uh, at the club during the matches. Yeah. So I get it. Um, but for me, I, I just have to keep coming. Yeah. Well, me and Lewis said before the show we've both renewed and we've got yeah. our reasons for renewing. I think. Um, for me, those stories like the email you just read out there about people deciding not to renew and families and long generations and long-standing Charlton fans not deciding to renew is some of the saddest stuff as a result of this, really, because, you know, these protests, I can t- kind of, I can accept the smirking and the way that these protests maybe aren't or don't appear to be affecting them because, you know, that's a direct attack at, at one another and and that's, you know, a disagreement that isn't going to be resolved. But for someone to have something that's such a big part of their lives for so long and such a big part of their family for so long and then making the decision that it's just not worth it anymore. Those are the the stories that I find tough to take. But the nice thing, certainly from the majority of the emails we get, is that they all say that once it stops feeling like that, they will be back and that's important and that show of support is going to be important when, when and that day does come because obviously it's not going to be forever. I've always said um, during, you know, while this has been going on to, to everybody that, uh, that cares to listen, uh, and no, some don't, that um, I think what we have to understand, and, and you can see it on forums, you can see it uh, even on Twitter, uh, and even Nathan, you know, who's, who's got a completely different, uh, whether it's whether it's deliberately different or, or whether it's genuinely different, it doesn't matter actually. Um, what we have to understand as fans is that we do have different opinions, and we do have different ways of showing support. We have different ways of expressing our our uh, our, our support and, and and our dissatisfaction. What we have to uh, go forward, or we have to do as as a fan base going forward, is to understand everybody's different and not criticise everybody for being different. Absolutely. So if they if they renew, don't criticise them for renewing. If you renew, don't criticise somebody else for not renewing. Everybody has their own way of dealing with this, uh, and everybody's right. So just make sure we all go forward together, regardless of whether it's the same as you or me or, or, or anybody else. Just make sure that uh, whoever owns our club doesn't divide the fans, Spot on. because we are the club, basically. And so exactly. make sure, just make sure... That, and I know it's difficult that just a little bit of tolerance in other people's uh, attitudes and other people's way of expressing themselves, just a little bit, will help us enormously going forward. That's just my opinion, by the way. No, sorry to get off my soapbox. I'll get off my soapbox now. Um, <laughs> couple of emails. Uh, sorry, couple of tweets. Um, Gavin Blair, the comments on the forum about Mandy the ticket lass are unbelievable, but you couldn't doubt it. Uh, I haven't. I've heard about those, but I haven't read them yet. Uh, so I'll, uh, I'll make sure we get on that later. Uh, try, Lisbon again tweets us: Trust could hold the key to our protest. Agree to meet only with uh, RD and tell him to his face he will. Not not be forgiven so please leave 
and uh, that's, that's pretty much what uh, what I said, I think. Uh, Daniel Farmer, us fans will never forgive Roland Catherine for what they have done and doing to the club we all love, so sell up and get lost. <laughs> that's, uh, that's to the point, Daniel. Cheers. Uh, so we're coming up to, uh, where are we now? Quarter past, uh, just gone quarter past. I think it's time, uh, we'll talk about the, um, uh, the, the Burnley game. Uh, obviously we've got Leeds before that, but it doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Uh, the next Burnley game, and so um, you know, obviously the, uh, the 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 rumor has it that the protests will be ranked up, racked up even further. Uh, does that involve uh, pitch storming? Does it involve trying to get the game abandoned? I don't know. I think again, we talked about this off air, didn't we? I think uh, if Burnley are already promoted, then it's an option. I think if they're not, uh, then it's um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm torn. I think between um, uh, you know, quite wanting the Charlton fans to do whatever they need to do to to express themselves. But at the expense of another set of clubs, uh, fans, who desperately also want to get promotion. Um, what you wouldn't want to happen is um, is uh, that anything that we do uh, means um, Burnley don't get promoted on their own merits. I suppose uh, mm. that's. Um, but I find it hard that we do anything because I think isn't the uh, isn't the precedent that they do a replay about a week later or something so. behind closed doors if if the game gets a ban. Yeah, I saw something where the the players were told they can't take holiday for. Yeah, I saw that yeah, season yeah. because of and some and some of them have already booked, which yeah, was clearly evident yesterday. I pointed yesterday. Well, I think. Sure, yeah, to share his books, isn't he? He's not very happy. Apparently, <laughs> I think for me, um, at the moment, because of the situation, and you know, we're not the only club by any means that are in this sort of state, but there is a solidarity amongst fans. We saw that obviously first and foremost with Brighton yesterday. But you go on any social media, fans are pulling together with clubs like us now. And I think obviously you you undo some of that goodwill if you then ruin something as big as a promotion for Burnley. You know, if it was the other way round, I'm sure we would be in great support of Burnley fans if they were going through a club, uh, you know, a situation like this. But if we then had the chance to go up at their ground and they spoiled that, you're going to find that goodwill, you know, being wiped off very quickly. So, as you say, if they've already been promoted, I think all three today, you know, Burnley fans are out to enjoy themselves as well. I think. Uh, if the game's still got something riding on it for that side, it's important that that doesn't get lost in, you know, in, in the protest. But I, I don't know if the TV games have been selected as well for that weekend because obviously being the last game of the season, if if it is a big mm. game and the cameras are down here, that might might change Card's view or certainly ramp things up as well. So I don't know what the next fixtures are like for the likes no, of Brighton. I'm not sure. Because it's between Brighton, Burnley and Middlesbrough, isn't it, basically? So yeah, they're all know. on the same points, aren't yeah. they? Um, so I don't know who's got who in the, in the run-up. So, I mean, it could be... That uh, well, there's only one game, well, two games to go, isn't there? Yeah. So even if um, they'll certainly be yeah, playing for something, they'll have to the play for something, yeah, yeah. because um, the likelihood there'll be only three points in it. I don't know what the goal difference is like. I haven't examined. I it, think there's like four or five goals between the three of them. So it's going to be down to the last. We were game. saying That's yesterday that it was game, yeah. a bit of a missed opportunity for Brighton because they're the lowest of the three goal differences, and they probably saw yesterday as a chance to get four or five. I've got to say to us, as, mm. you know, and and even though we switched off a few times, I didn't think they looked like they were ever no, going to us. Um, which um, which is frustrating. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I don't mean that because I wanted to get to get battered. I mean, it just thinks that you know we we held our own and probably ed- yeah, at some point edged the game uh, against a team that's going to get promoted. Uh, seen, seen it too many times. Yeah, that's too little, too late. But. Uh, so uh, Burnley, we got a quick take from uh, Ross. Uh, I'll show this to you later, boys. You won't get this. I think I found the hotel Roland used when he's in London. It's called the Hotel Unique. Um, uh, facilities available. Uh, so um, <laughs> yeah, thanks for that, Ross. Um, Burnley, I think um, we were talking off air. If they could get, you know, that huge inflatable balloon they had uh, with with a certain picture on it. If you can get that launched, maybe from the top of the flats with a bit of a weight on it, so as it actually lands on the pitch at some point, 
That'd be fairly good. That'd take a few pitchforks to get rid of, wouldn't it? Be amazing. It would be ridiculously good. So you'd have to hope there's no wind, because otherwise you could drop it from the flat to end up in uh, um, <laughs> in the O2 or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, or just, yeah, actually, and I know we can't fly a plane over, but if there's a few people wanting to parachute off a plane about a mile away and just try and wing yeah. it in. We did that for League One title. There you go. We? Yeah, so, so let, let's, let, I mean, who, who's up for that? Let's don't go, look, let's don't go full me. circle. Don't yeah, look, don't why look, not? Don't look at me. Um, we <laughs> Uh, Peter O'Sullivan, Barrow and Brighton play each other on the last day. <laughs> but no doubt Sky will also be at the Valley. So, actually, Barrow and Brighton, uh, they both can't win, obviously. Mm. Uh, so, if they draw, um, then... Well, actually, no, one of them's... So, that you could actually... Three point, no, no, it's still going to make a difference. They're still gonna all, it's going to also it's be, be on the last yeah, day, isn't it? Yeah. Nothing we can do about that. Robert Wagon, we're all different. Well said. Catherine smiling is pure contempt and dis- disrespectful. We have to stick together and goodwill out. And that's from Robert uh, Wagon. Thanks, Robert. Uh, and cheers, Peter, for that thing about the Bright- Baron Brighton, because we didn't realise it. Right. Uh, we're going to uh, we're going to play um, the, the Jack Out interview. It's going to be... Uh, we've got ten minutes to go. Uh, this is about four and a half minutes, so uh, and then we'll come back and, uh, and just wind things up. But... Uh, yeah, I hope uh, I know some people have already uh, have already heard this, of course, uh, and it's been well documented. But uh, I just think uh, it just uh, bears repeating. Skipper, thanks for joining us after uh, uh, another sort of disappointing um, evening here at uh, here at Bolton, where sort of the, the game would you say sort of sums up uh, the season? Really, we huffed uh, and puffed, but uh, no end result. Yeah, pretty much. I think we we ain't done enough tonight to win the game. We knew we had to to have any, you know, prolong it. Um, we haven't done enough, and yeah, we haven't done enough all season. And tonight is the end result of, uh, unfortunately, us not being good enough over the over the stretch of games, and you know, we've got what we deserve tonight because we've come here needing to win, and we haven't we haven't managed it, haven't done enough to do it. So, got what we deserve. Uh, not just in this game, obviously, but in previous games. I mean, in the last couple of months, we've we've uh, we've looked a slightly better outfit than than previous uh, previous months prior to that, and maybe haven't got our uh, our rewards necessarily. Uh, that any bearing on tonight? Bearing, bearing in mind we we played some really good football up, up to this point, but not really got anything. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it was lost necessary tonight or over the last month or so. It was lost in that that run of games. Where we didn't pick up a win in, I mean, I don't know the exact exact amount, but you know the stretch that I'm talking about, where we took some hidings on the road, and you know it was just a bad, bad run run of form that that saw us slump, and we paid the price. You know, that's that's where we uh, that's where we lost it really. Um, yeah, we've seen a bit of an upturn in form of late, but ultimately, yeah, too little, too late. You know. We've got a, core of, uh, got a core of players in the squad, uh, yourself, uh, obviously Chris Solly, uh, Morgan Fox and, and, and the youngsters come through, Callum Herrick, John Cousins, who have uh, grown up with this club uh, and then you've got Charlton at heart. So, um, how do you go about uh, um, rebuilding, I suppose, or, or just keeping, uh, keeping the, the spirits up for the last three games as well? It's going to be tough, I won't lie. Um, it would have been nice to get the win here, so at least you know, you're going into, into Saturday's game. You know, albeit you know, probably forlorn hope, but you know something. Um, but obviously now we know our fate, and uh, it's going to be tough to you know, to, to rally rally them for, for that for that game. But you know, we've got to do it. We owe it to the we owe it to the supporters to to do it. You know, the, the guys that have come up here today to support us, the, one, the ones that have supported us all season. You know, they're the ones really guided for because 
they don't deserve this. You know, we deserve the suppliers because we haven't been good enough. But can't ever, you know, uh, question the support of the players and and the effort that they put in. So they don't deserve this tonight. Um, you know, we're going to have to try and give give them something. You know, it won't. It's not going to undo the damage, but we have to try and do something for them. Last three games to, you know, maybe give maybe give them hope for, you know, next season. I don't know. It's going to be tough. And uh, your own personal um, outlook for for well, not just the end of this season, but for, for for next season as well. Obviously, a lot of players have got to look at where we're going in League One and uh, and decide their own futures. I guess. Yeah, no, I can't speak for the other lads, but you know, it's in my club. You know, I, I'll be there. I'll be doing everything I can to to help us bounce back. You know, I've been there before and captain the side to a promotion from League One, and at the moment, you know, that won't sound like you know, much much solace to the supporters. But I think we have to uh, we have to try and rebuild and recreate some of the spirit that we had that year. You know, because that's some of the best times in my in my career and. Sure, the supporters enjoyed that year, and you know we have to hope that we can rebuild in the right way. And uh, you know I'll do all, all I can to to help that process um, and approach next year like we did that year that we that we got out of League One because none of us want to be there. We want to want to get this club back to where it belongs, and it's, uh, it certainly doesn't belong there. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just gutted that it's come to this. Well, I think if there's anything that supporters can take from uh, from tonight, is the news that uh, that you'll be uh, be with us next season to to fight for us. I think uh, I think if anything might give them a crumb of comfort, it's that. So uh, appreciate you talking to us, Kevin. Thanks for that. Thanks, Tom. Cheers. There you go, your words from the skipper uh, about um, being here next year and, and doing what he can to get us back uh, to where we belong. Uh, I thought that was a fitting thing to uh, to almost finish the show with, but uh, we got a couple of tweets. Uh, uh, Mick CAFC, um, a squadron of drones during the Burnley game, he reckons. Um, I don't know who's going to fly them. <laughs> I don't know who I'd trust to fly them either, to be fair. I'm in there, by the way. Uh, and it, mind you, Mick CFC is the same guy. He, earlier on, when he was asking about who's on air, he said, uh, um, Live on air darts. And he, should have, he, he posted a picture of a dartboard with a certain balloon uh, around <laughs> his face on it with three Charlton Athletic darts uh, beside it. Got to say to Mick, you missed. <laughs> the balloon is still intact and the three darts are to the right you've got to get a better aim than that friend <laughs> but cheers for that mate uh, and Charlton Soul has just uh, tweeted us in just says I love you and we love you too Charlton Soul who's, oh. who's he saying uh, that to well all of us clearly. Oh, lovely. Uh, oh. thanks uh, a lot of love in the air which is what we want to hear uh, so uh, onwards people we're, uh, we've got the small matter of a Leeds going to, uh, to just get out of the way really um and uh, that's not going to be a fun, fun evening or fun afternoon, I've got to tell you, especially up at Leeds. Uh, uh, the, the gantry position is not great. Uh, but uh, And then Burnley, where um, uh, this season at least, Charlton fans will have the last opportunity to uh, to, to voice their feelings. Yeah. And I suspect they will. I would imagine so. Um, 
Yeah, start of the season QPR, I had a wedding, um, so missed that game and was gutted. And uh, Leeds away, I've got a wedding, and I'm really glad I'm going to miss that. <laughs> so, so that's gone nicely full circle. But yeah, certainly, like you say, pretty much get that one out of the way and, and on to Burnley, where I think we can expect hopefully more of the fun that we had, or as much fun as we can have in our current situation that we had yesterday. It's um, yeah. it's gallows humour, isn't it? Basically. Yeah. Basically. Burnley could get very, very messy, depending on the situation. I suspect uh, I suspect that's likely. Uh, well, anyway, um, guys, thanks, Lewis. Thank you. Thanks, Tom, Terry. Thanks Cheers, for coming. Terry. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you all for your contributions uh, this evening. Uh, onwards to uh, Leeds and Burnley. Burnley, as, uh, as we've just said, will be an interesting I- experience. And then, uh, you know, we've got the Player of the Year next week. As I said, we might, uh, we'll, we'll probably end up podcasting it rather than doing a live show because there's no, no facilities uh, at the moment upstairs to, to do a live show from. So it'll be a tad tricky to do it. And uh, so we'll probably just get uh, a podcast out uh, from next Sunday. Uh, and then we're back with the, uh, the live show for the, for the last game of the season, for the last chant live of the season. And uh, we might just have a, a funeral party. You never know. Uh, but thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for taking part. Cheers. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.